Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of Mummy's Mass Side Story. Fade Tales. Number six. We are back once again with the continued adventures. What is happening? The it's me. Noise. I have to put oh. my dice away. That'd oh, I was like, what the <laughs> that? But I thought it was Rachel, which is why I stopped. You don't recognize the sound of dice? I knew it was dice. No, I dice. do, but it, did, she, it didn't look like she was moving. So I was like, I, why Because I wasn't. For once, it wasn't me. It was me. <laughs> As Rick looks accusingly over he at did. Angel. He, he did. did. My accusing and my loving look are very similar. Are they? Uh, it makes relationships difficult. When last we had left our... <laughs> I have to rethink every look Rick's ever given me now. I know. <laughs> I feel so judged all of a sudden. Now people wonder why I want to throw pins at him. <laughs> this is why. This is my default face. Yeah, when last we had left our heroes, they had made their way, well, not intentionally, into the Nightmare Plateau of Ling, wherein they made their way to the base of a massive mountain which stretched up to the unknown reaches of unknown Kadoth mm-hmm. above. However, they instead entered into a black pyramid, where or black temple at the very least, wherein they uh, they descended down, made their way through, found some creepy chambers, wherein what appeared to have been some sort of strange ritual of some form had been performed on various previous subjects here. You're going to guess the results of the cult of the black pharaoh recruiting and the, back and on the creepiest statue of all time and creepy statue of all time mm-hmm. yeah that statue is creepy they then descended down before being confronted by a quartet of lingles not that yes. you ever actually managed to identify them as such no oh, but they were definitely lingles <laughs> no, we, we, i was gonna say that's metagame knowledge but we have like we've absolutely were like oh we know exactly what these are we're all just like ah, they wrecked some faces that's for sure They completely wrecked the face of at least one quarter of the party because you guys are so clumped and there were two like small side passages that was- I'm telling you, we we fight anything in here that has area effects, we are so in trouble. (laughs) Mm. It's gonna be hard not to hit multiple of us. Yeah, exactly. Finishing your battle against the the Lingul's- uh, I'm I'm gonna point out Planchette finished the battle. Yes, Planchette <laughs> finishing the battle. You stole the last kill. I stole every kill. Kill stealing. Kill stealing. <laughs> I had one. Mm. That is true, yeah, but I'm pretty sure I came in and went bam, bam, bam three in a row. <laughs> You're welcome. It was hilarious and I approve of it. Bam, bam. Off to the side, Robert's just like, yep, coffee is for closers. <laughs> and then hand you a thermos. <laughs> anyway, you finished off the fight, at which point you had heard a distant sound of chanting echoing its way up from the darkness of the stairway beyond where you were as all of you uh, clumped back together. Mm -hmm. It puts you all in one corner of a room. (laughs) Perfect fireball formation. And to be Mm. fair, honestly, a 10-foot radius burst would hit all of you right now. (laughs) You stand in the darkness of this tomb. A reminder, you stand in a room Devoid of any lighting, sarcophagi clawed and marred from the inside stand against the wall, eight in total, covered in blood and what appears to be a strange viscous yellow fluid, similar to what you'd seen above, which you believe is some form of lycanthropic, about said lycanthropic gel, which I guess is technically accurate also, but then it sounds like some sort of body wash. Oh man, you can be a real Lather it right on and turn into a yes. weird jackal. 
Jessica got that right. The, say like unleash the wolf is like yeah. the catchphrase. Oh, totally. Bring out the beast. I'm just saying. Bring out the beast. Just got a picture of a man with a very hairy chest and a wolf head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That, this sounds more like an old spice commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A little bit, yes. Now look back to me. Look at your adventuring companion, and then look at me, and then look at your adventuring companion, then look at me. Your adventuring companion's a werewolf. Uh, <laughs> Probably. You stand in the room, the black walls so dark of an obsidian that they actually drink in the light from your various light sources. Blood splatters across the floor, although not nearly how much, so much as you would expect, having just killed four creatures, although being some sort of bizarre form of undead, they don't seem to bleed. Their bodies lay in small heaps, still occasionally twitching. Don't like that. From below, up out of the depths, you hear this distant chanting. Uh, more like Narlathotep. Well, sure. I'm Don't also imagining like name. Monty Python guys that are like doing the chanting and then smacking themselves in the head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Falter kind of <laughs> sidles up next to uh, Jean-Louis. <laughs> it appears that our work is not done yet, so let us commence with the reparations of your bodies. Yes, I, I could do some reparations. <laughs> reparations is that a doesn't weird sound word. right. <laughs> to repair. Well, I, I guess repair. that makes sense to the Church of Abadar that they're yes. somehow repaying yes. me for bleeding for you. I mean, I just yes. learned common, but I feel I, I, like I that's would a literally weird be word. dead right now if it wasn't for you people bravely putting your bodies taking on the, the line. hits for me. Yes. Yes. Let me turn those wounds into scars. Um, okay, all right, so... I, I didn't see what you did over there, Wolf, but it sounds like it was very impressive. There was lots of stabbing. Ah. So, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing as on my side. Okay, so... My kitty is slightly injured. Pause well, really. At the beginning of the episode, eight. What is everyone else doing in the meantime? I'm going to try to s study these sarcophagi and see if I can just figure out something about them, like maybe who might have been in them at one point or anything, really. Um, <laughs> you stare yeah. at them, you take a point of insanity. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Wee, insanity. Blanchette, you up to anything? Are, is there anything, like, written on these sarcophagi? <laughs> maybe that's what Ross was going to look at. Oh. Hmm. I mean, if both archers want to take a look at the sarcophagi, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a bunch. There are a bunch of them. Plus, I don't know how much Planchette would trust Isaac to actually, you know, do it, so... Probably not. She'd barely there. trust herself. Yeah. yeah. I always get the vibe she trusts, well, if not herself, then her secret friends. Mm. Those are probably the least trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, one of them's literally the trickster, but... Yeah, that's usually the hey. one that I have, too. <laughs> but you know that the trickster's gonna trick, so... Mm. That is true. It's like having Loki, you know, yeah. like mm. whispering in my ear all the time. Ah, I love him. I do too. So go ahead and give me a perception roll from Sagira, a perception roll from Planchette, and a perception roll from Isaac. Sounds good. All right, Sagira rolls an 11 for a 24 perception. Planchette got a 12 for a 25 perception. And I got a 12 for a 29 perception. Sagira, you hear the chanting from below. It sounds similar to Osiriani, but there's it's an old form. Hmm. Yeah, for a moment just sitting there, it's like, man, it'd be nice if like, you know well again, back back, back during that time you didn't know anyone except Ron Uris, but like, man, it'd be nice if Von Uris was here. I hope he's doing alright. 
Yeah, because Falto hasn't told you that Onuris is oh, dead. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't know if Sagira would say, I hope he's all right, but she certainly would be like, it would be useful if he were here because he would probably understand this. Importantly, though, you can determine that there are, you're not positive, seven or eight voices. Mm. There's also something distinctively wrong about their voices. Mm. And it either sounds strained or almost as if they are chanting, but also in pain. Oh, don't like that. Okay. Like Isaac making your way over, looking into these sarcophagi, leaning down, looking them over. Whomever were inside of these did not break free. Each of these sarcophagi are built basically to lean backwards. When the lid is placed, you know, at an angle. So think that they're mm. about at a 45 degree angle off the wall. Okay. When the lid is placed on top of the sarcophagus, an individual would need some serious pressure to lift these things off. In addition to that, you can see on the side are loops where chains could be wrapped around these. Hmm. You can tell that whomever were inside of these, one, thrashed violently. And in many cases, the blood you see in here almost looks like someone attempted to literally pound their fists raw to try to get out of these things. Yikes. Jeez. Strangely, there's also, like, beyond just the blood and this yellowish fluid, there's also, and some of them, bits of fur. In some of them, what appear to be a scattering of feathers. You don't know what it's related to. Uh, in the bottom of each of these sarcophagi, you find the shredded remnants of what were once maybe some form of robes. So, um, how many sarcophagi are there? Eight, um, looks to be. Because uh, there's seven or eight voices downstairs, and they sound like they were in pain or something guttural, weird. These were not chambers for the dead. I think these were places for transformation. At least that's what the evidence seems to suggest. Okay. Oh, with that yellow stuff or whatever? I think so. Do you think they're all werewolves downstairs? Or birds. Um, Isaac says, picking up one of the feathers, probably. Oh, weird. Okay, well, I or guess... Or both. Uh, keep that in mind. Never heard of it before, but <laughs> who knows what the hells is down here it's like honestly it would probably be fine if it was hell at least that's you know something relatable orderly yeah <laughs> orderly predictable yeah whereas this is more completely outside of the kin of mortality yes looking over the various sarcophagus planchette you are able to decipher some of the hieroglyphs written on here hmm. well that's i'm sure lovely to some it says, uh, the hearts fall into his fingers. Their intestines are for the inhabitants of the sky. They're red, they're red or blood, depending on how you read it. For those of the earth, their inheritance is to be poor. Their homes set afire, their land property is the river of death. Great. Pleasant. I mean, Seems everything like here has been a bunch. rather. Hmm. Are you all done with the Congo train of, I don't know, healing or whatever it is? I suppose I'll head down first. All right, werewolf time. Abyss is going to make a stealth check while she moves down these stairs. I guess I'll stealth if you're stealthing. Uh, I, I roll well. a 13, which gets me a 28. I roll a 7 for 14. Uh, who has the lowest stealth in the party? I Mine's a 7. Two. Well, I th think we were kind of doing the thing like we were doing before, where Wolf kind of goes down a little bit and scouts before everybody else follows. That's what we have been doing. 
Bob, okay, so how far are you going before the rest of the group is following you? Yeah, because they're about to walk into a, a room full of Something. potentially werewolf cultists. I don't know, probably at least a little bit down the stairs so she can see into the next room. Like 20 feet, 30 feet. So I suppose to make this a little easier for you, you can see that the stairs make their way forward and down a distance about 40 feet before reaching a landing and then turning right. I guess once I hit the landing, everybody else can start following because I've seen darkness. It's not like I need the light source. Okay. Okay. Are the rest of you attempting to stealth? Sure. Why yes. not? I guess we'll attempt. Yeah, okay. Word. I rolled badly, but you know, it's fine. So what did Sigurd get? I rolled a seven for a 14. I rolled a 14 for a 16. Uh, I rolled a seven for a 27. I rolled a six for a 10. Oh, Okay. You can tell the Pathfinders are not stealth builds. <laughs> yeah. Although I rolled I figure, too. like, Planchette just sees them and then just, like, gives up. <laughs> so, Wolf, you slip down the steps, springing lightly, reach the uh, the landing, listen to the clump, clump, clump. Um, Jessica's joke notwithstanding, uh, the guy in all the armor and everything else that's a cleric is actually being stealthier than the ranger immediately behind you. Because <laughs> random chance. Yay! Uh, <laughs> I tripped over a step because they're all black. Yeah. You tripped over Isra because she decided, decided to dart between your legs halfway down the stairs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been there. We've all been there. We've all We've been all there. We've all been there. Kenway. Well, if you reach this landing, you press your back against the wall. You glance around the corner. You can see that the stairs continue for about 20 more feet before exiting out into a room. From here, you can't see what is in that room. Because, again, you're looking down a stairway through an archway into a room. Although you get the impression that there's no light. Then again, you haven't seen any light here, period, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to creep to the bottom of the second set of stairs. Just so I can kind of get the lay of the land before the light sources start coming down and all hell breaks loose. Uh, sure, go ahead and make me a stealth roll. Let's see what you get. I roll an 18, which gets me a 33. Mm. Well, if you slip to the bottom of the steps, at the bottom of the stairs you see a massive chamber. From where you are to the opposite side, probably a distance maybe over a hundred feet. Rows of pillars hold up the ceiling above. The walls, floor, ceiling in here are made of the same black substance. An octagonal hole seems to occupy the center of this room. Although what is inside there you can't see, and a slab massive in size stands on the far side of the room. From here, you think you can tell that maybe it's there's something on it. Again, from this range, even with your sea and darkness, it's difficult to determine. Your eyes, however, are drawn not to the 16 pillars in this room, not to this massive slab, not to the vaulted ceiling, not even to the eight bizarre-looking faceless statues lining the outside of this room. Your eyes are drawn to what has come out of the pit. Snaking tendrils of blackness you wouldn't even say ooze or reach so much as just feel their way out of the edge of the pit. Like long tendrils or fillers, like a curious octopus reaching out of a hole to feel and taste the surrounding ground. Well, now it's cute. Eight figures stand at the end of radiating lines on the floor, each one of them completely bare, covered in some of their cases with fur, in some of their cases with feathers with a bizarre assortment of heads, of lions, hunting cats, jackals, ibises, cows, 
rams. These figures stand chanting with their heads thrown back, staring up towards the ceiling below, their bodies contorted horribly, long black tendrils from the pit planted firmly on their stomach, like an umbilical cord reaching down into the octagonal pit, one that occasionally pulses. Whether or not pulling something out or putting something in or both, you can't tell. They continue to chant through gritted teeth and bizarrely shaped mouths as you hear human words coming from bird-like beaks or cow heads. On the far side of the room, currently with his back to the entryway, is a single figure wearing a simple black robe, staring at an opposite wall that almost looks to be blank, although you can tell that it is polished to a mirror sheen. Well, that's fun. There is a disturbingly sweet smell in this room. But I guess I can go back up to this landing. Do I, I mean, need to make it's, another stealth check? Yes. 10 for 25. You turn and send your way back up the stairs. Sagara perching at the uh, the edge of the stairs, heading down, waiting for you. The rest of the group lined up in a Congo line, uh, except for, I think, the back portion of the group who's still hanging out in the room upstairs. Oh. So Wolf will hold up eight fingers mm. and then hold up one finger and kind of point at Sagira. Mm, Sagira's eyes, like, <laughs> widen a little bit and she nods. So Wolf will wait there for weapons everybody out, else to start coming down. Quietly unsheathing all the weapons that we had put away upstairs. I suppose weapons out. You guys rush down the steps. Yeah. I mean, we may want to try to be quiet. Or we can try to stealth and maybe ambush him. It'd be great to be quiet, I think. All right. Considering all the rogues we have. I mean, we can try it. I'll I make slayer promises. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, Half I don't have a penalty quiet. to stealth. I don't like that there are enough of us to refill the coffins if the <laughs> ritual goes badly. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's anyway. not a great feeling. It's an interesting observation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was intentional. I don't love it. Could Wolf have made some sort of knowledge check on those beast peoples? Uh, Sure, you can make a knowledge local. Do they count as human? That's what I want to know. Roll a nine for a um, 21. Specifically, you're not sure what they are. However, with the information that you received previously, this could be some sort of bizarre form of lycanthropy. Weird. You've never heard of lycanthropy that turns you into a were-cow, but it could be a thing. <laughs> is it a were-cow or a were-bull? Cow. It's cow. Moo. Specifically cows and no horns. You just can't see them. Mm. No. No horns. Weird. We found the cow. So are you guys attempting to stealth now? Yes, right. stealth. Ah, cow level. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good yep. reference. <laughs> we attempt to stealth anyway. Yeah, we'll try. I mean, right. I, will, I will try. Uh-oh. <laughs> I rolled really well. All right. Uh, I rolled a 19 for a 26. I rolled an 8 for a 10. Oh, no. I rolled an 18 for a 38. <laughs> I rolled a 17 for a 21. Uh, okay. I also roll a 17, but that gets me a 32. Dang, okay. you're stealthy. Half the party is so stealthy, and half the and party the other is half's meh. Like, eh. Well, it's the people who work for the gang versus the Pathfinders. True. Yeah. <laughs> it, again, uh, it leads back to the classic, you're only as stealthy as your least stealthy member. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yep. That's why stealth synergy is such a cool feat. Yeah. You, well, even then, you're only as stealthy as your least stealthy member because it just means you get a higher roll. But if somebody has 15 ranks and somebody has one rank, 
that one I mean, person yeah, with one rank still is still yeah, 14 point, lower. But it's less likely that it's going to be like, I rolled a one and I only have a plus one, so I rolled a two. Yeah. You descend down into the room. Uh, as you reach the bottom of the stairs, Segura, you can tell, yeah, you're the echoing sound of Sir Clank's a lot making his way down, despite the fact that he was surprisingly stealthy before. He seems oh, to have gotten so, uh, so confident from his previous stealth roll that uh, he's underestimating his stealth skills. Or overestimating in this case. You descend down the stairs. You have enough time to actually file out of the staircase as the figures in the center of the room turn their heads. Wolf probably beginning to dart towards one of the pillars before cursing under her breath somewhat as Jean-Louis starts making his way down the staircase and alerting the uh, your enemies to your presence. She looks over her shoulder at Valmir like seriously. Yeah, he nods. <laughs> the, <laughs> the figures in this room turn to face all of you. They do not stop their chanting. Now staring at you with these assortment of bizarre faces and eyes. Mm. A single voice, however, cuts through from the far side of the chamber. The acoustics in here are amazing. You are early, old friend. And you brought company. Robert pauses as he reaches the bottom of the steps, looks back towards Segura, back in the direction of where the voice came from, since I think only Wolf can actually see to the cloaked figure on the far side of the room who has now turned to face the group as they enter. Samir, I got here as quickly as I could. You're not an easy man to find. Easier now, I imagine. And these companions, more people to lead to their deaths. It's a vicious cycle. Your son. Your fellow Pathfinders, good to see that they have got themselves involved. The child of our old guide. Valmir shifts his feet slightly. A dark folk, spirit medium, and blood of my blood. I must admit, this is a... You can hear a smile in his voice. An eclectic group of heroes. I foresaw many possibilities. This was not amongst them. Of all my complaints of this world, I do like how it surprises me. For a long moment, Robert stares into the darkness. We've come to end this. Samir, if there's, if there's anything left of you, the man I once cared for, the man who once loved, he's cut off as there is a echoing laugh from the far side of the room. So short-sighted. I'm sorry if this was supposed to be a redemptive moment for you, old friend. But no, you wasted the better years of your life in pursuit of something that ended long ago. Samir was a fire, an impressive fire, a blazing heart of passion, and I extinguished it. If you thought blood of my blood would cause me to hesitate, I apologize. I'm sorry, daughter. I'm not your daughter. If Samir's not in there, I'm not yours. <laughs> Wonderful. I was afraid it was going to be a long, melodramatic part as we discussed our emotions with one another, but no, I am much happier to make this quick and dirty. The stars are not yet right. So, I suppose we can play our parts here. This at the very least should keep things interesting. And if all else fails, well, it will be a momentary distraction. Are all of you ready? Planchette just loads her crossbow. 
Echoing across the hall in the long distance, you can hear the slow drag of steel separating from its sheath. Let us begin. There is a deafening screech which comes out of the pit in the center of the room, and I will need initiative from the party. Woo! Oh dear. Great. Oh dear. Oh, thank goodness. Ah, uh, pit uh, monster. Oh, nuts. Uh-oh. Maybe we can just keep the pit monster from coming out of the pit. That's really bad. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Well, all of my plans have just evaporated. All right. Segura mate. Segura gets a 17. Uh, Isra gets a 7. For once, she rolled less than me. <laughs> Jean-Louis Rousseau. Jean-Louis rolled a natural 1 for a 3. Wow. Reacting dead last. Have fun, <sighs> everyone. Wolf, a.k.a. Swirling Abyss. Well, by then, we'll need healing. 11 for a 17. All right, uh, do you and Segura want to roll off? Does one of you have a higher initiative? Uh, I have a two. I have a six. Yeah, it's probably her. <laughs> we'll go ahead and give that to, to Wolf. She there. was probably moving around while we were having our conversation. Planchette. Planchette got a 19 for a 22. Nice. Isaac Bishop. I rolled a two for an eight. <sighs> we'll see. He did pull a sword, so maybe he's a melee type folk. I don't know. Ooh, I saved my elemental fists. That's exciting. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So did Samir. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's time to I elemental. I thought Samir was actually fight. like a. Oh no, he's a full-on genie. Yeah, I was like, he's a full-on thing, guy. Oh, he's a Johnny full genie or whatever. Ge- oh yeah, I was like, if he's a full genie, that's very problematic. <laughs> well, Johnny's a full-blooded genie. Oh, that's They're right. They're just the no, weaker, right. like yeah. not as powerful as some they other don't get genies. Wish. But... I don't think they get wish. Uh, Isaac, I'm gonna need you to roll off. Oh, excellent. Really? Please All let right. that be with Samir. Please eight, let correct. that be Samir. <laughs> yeah, I he got a total ready. of an eight, so. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 13 this time. Round one of combat begins. And this is really only applies for uh, Abyss, because she's the only one that can see to the far side of the room. Samir begins to stride forward and then disappears. He's become invisible. Oh, well. Isn't that just the trick of the rules? <laughs> Balmer states. I figure Planchette just, yeah, Planchette leans over and is like, daddy issues? <laughs> Otherwise, it's good tactics. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not a valid tactic. Planchette. So, uh, you're welcome, guys. Haste. Nice. Yeah, Very fast. good. That actually saves uh, Robert from casting haste, which Yay. was his Figured I, if I was Teamwork. getting my early initiative, I might as well knock it out while everybody's still standing next to me. <laughs> yep, that's the challenge. You still have a move action, man. Um, I am going to kind of move around the outside of the pillars, uh, kind of hide behind one. That way I got two in my line of sight so I can shoot next time. All right. From Planchette, we go to Falta. He will. <sighs> All right, well, I mean, this mostly seems merciful, so... Uh, Sorry about your weird umbilical thing. Uh, Falto charges <laughs> to the floor, spins his wep- weapon, and dives to the attack against the closest of the children of the Sphinx. Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. He's giving me Thanks, light Falta. so I can see further. Dives to the attack, rolls in, stabs out. That is a perfect 20. will hit threat. Nice. All right. Woo. Opening strong. Uh, rolls to confirm with a 24, which will confirm his critical Ooh. hit against his flat-footed target. Does not double his uh, swashbuckling damage, but still. Nice. So 26 points of damage as his rapier slams into his target, wrenching his blade back free. 
He pulls his weapon free, stumbling back, glancing down. Uh, they seem to be a little resistant. Hmm. What do you have? What do you use? <laughs> I have a sword. A pokey sword, sword or a slashy sword? It's a pokey sword. Okay. <laughs> he twirls his rapier. Wolf. Oh, uh, just out of just general statement, Wolf, you did get a single question pertaining towards lycanthropes. I know what their damage reduction is, but yeah, what is their damage reduction? Especially now that Falto says that they're not good with the stabbies. Uh, special defenses, they have only one special defense, which is damage reduction. It is 10, which can only be overcome by silver weapons. You'll have to use a silver weapon. Ah. Ha <laughs> ha! Your girl has the silver sheen. And yeah, unless I'm going to punch him out with a fistful of silver coins. I don't see that happening. I'm going to go ahead and move oh, 25 feet cool. straight forward. <laughs> Even though this thing is flat-footed, I'm going to go ahead and get in the flank since they have damage reduction because it's probably going to survive. Very well. Oh, I rolled a perfect 20. Uh, real quick, Wolf does a... Oh, they have combat reflexes. Or the thing in the pit has combat reflexes. Oh, something has something. That is a 22 to hit. To hit me? No. Very well. You rush forward, dive to the attack. As you do so, for a moment, you like have to hop over one of these filling tendrils and it lashes out towards you as if sensing your proximity Ooh. as oh, it rises um, up. Again, the end of it ending in what honestly looks to be the sucker-like mouth like a leech, which again is somehow attached to this person. That's gross. gross. All right, so I roll a perfect 20, which is a threat. Nice. Oh, that will hit threat. Oh, I roll a 19 to confirm, Jesus. So that's a 34 to confirm. A 34 will confirm your critical hit. All Definitely right. a strong open for us. That's a pretty good opening for sure. So yeah. because um, I'm sneak attacking it, uh, I can use an immediate action to automatically get my study target bonus. So I'm going to activate that. Okay. So immediate action, study target. Where's my freaking calculator? Sorry, math. So I do 31 points of damage. Nice. Your blade rams into this thing. It stumbles, but still stands. It looks rough. Wrenching your blade back free, of course, you can tell that I don't think you're using silver, correct? No. Yeah. Your weapon is still not having full effect, but you weren't anticipating it having having full effect. Ergo. The thing in the pit is active. Wolf eyes it suspiciously. <laughs> active. I don't Great. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. From there we go to Sekira. Sweet. Oh, by the way, uh, Wolf, you could have made a knowledge engineering if you so wished. I rolled a 12, which gets me a 21. You have a theory about what this might this could be, although oh, you Lord. know almost next to nothing about them. This could possibly be a thing sometimes referred to as the favored ones of Nerlathotep. Oh, okay. Oh, fun. Sometimes known as the million favored ones of Nerlathotep. They're akin, you know that they're akin to leeches. Uh, however, they tend to be a central mass with multiple lengthening leech-like extrusions off of it, ending in a mouth. Uh, each of them sporting multiple rasping mouths. However, they uh, are exceptionally rare. They can feed on an individual as well as actually exchange fluids, draining the blood out of a creature and replacing it with their own concoction Ooh. of fluids. Ew. Ew. That seems Sounds to be awful. what's happening right now. That's probably bad. That's gross. Yep. They are extremely rare, although they're the most famous thing about them is they do possess the leech-like ability to just drain blood out of things. <laughs> yeah. 
Good, good. That's great. nice. <laughs> and you're like 10 feet away from it, so that's great. Um, I think this thing is a favored of the, the name we're not supposed to say while we're here. Seems right. It's ugly and likes to drink. That's not Something. very descriptive. How do we kill it? Fluids? <laughs> I don't know how we kill it. They're exceedingly rare. Mm. Well, we'll figure it out. Maybe ask the bard. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes, I will there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Sagira. Okay. Sagira is going to move action, turn on power attack. Uh, Second move action, pull her vial of silver sheen out of her uh, haversack device. Um... And can I just essentially hold it out to Valmir and be like, hey, use uh, this. Are you moving or? Nope. That's my whole turn. Okay. Then yeah, if you want to. Cool. I do that. Uh, hey, Silver Sheen, you might get some use out of this. I think I can probably brute force through it. Robert nods, glancing towards Sagira, looking back over towards Valmir. She raises a valid point. We should focus our efforts on Samir. So someone needs to deal with these things. Assuming that we can trust that to you. Robert reaches over, places a hand on Valmir as he disappears from sight. <laughs> <once again. laughs> Turn around, spare play, baby! All right, we just make Valmir invisible with silver weapons. Go forth, my mm-hmm. friend. Have fun. Well, I'm, play. I'm so jealous. You didn't say that to me. <laughs> Abyss looks back like, not fair. This is like, what you get for fair. having a high initiative. <laughs> when you leave the people, <laughs> we can't just hand things When you leave the buff casters, then suddenly you're <laughs> yeah. just outside of the range. But that's a good plan. Give the Nightmaster Rogue Silver Sheen and turn him invisible. Yes, go forth and murder. It's very fun. Yeah, because I was like, I could use this, but I actually want to stab Samir. So uh, here it goes. <laughs> we'll see. Robert then looks out to the rest of you. Miss Plaschet has given us the edge. Let's move quickly and deal with this as efficiently as possible. Okay, Falta, Dad. Wolf, good start. <laughs> <laughs> well done, son. Robert then takes a five-foot step as he slides between two pillars for cover and <laughs> continues to inspire the group. His inspire yeah. is plus three, so now my power attack doesn't have any penalty. Nice. There you go. Whoa, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, bards are great. From Robert, we go to Valmir. Aha! I love it. Bring us to Valmir, who will... Take the silver sheen. Move action yeah, take to the take silver the silver sheen. sheen. Mm. Uh, for a moment, you see the silver sheen floating in thin air. Then you see like it coating across something as that something becomes visible until the following round as the silver sheen disappears as it adjusts to his invisible form. All right, red. Mm-hmm. Spiffy. As Valmer disappears into the darkness. Isaac Bishop. Do we need to see to the far side of the chamber? Yes. Okay. All right, um, so Isaac goes on ahead and begins to spellcast, um, chanting and intoning. Ooh, it's exciting. Uh, hey. As he draws uh, one of his adamantine arrows and enchants it with a light spell, um, using the power okay. of his uh, bonded object to uh, cast the spell, despite the fact that he doesn't actually have it memorized. Um, All right. Nice. So. Nice draw back, and I guess aim for next turn because I can't actually shoot it as part of casting that spell. Mm. So, yep, your arrow blazes to light. Mm-hmm. From there, the first of the Children of the Sphinx close on Swirling Abyss. Uh-oh. Bites out at her with a 17. Nope. Very well. The second one will take a five-foot step in full attack, Swirling Abyss. 26. Yes. 14. No. 16. No. Does manage to chomp a hold of you. It's lion head chomping onto you, biting you for nine points of damage. The third one, 
The one that you and Falto have both hit previously. We'll take a five-foot step away from Falto and out of that flank. Makes sense. Falto does not have step up. Mm. Then bites out at Wolf. Dang it. 23. No. Very well. You duck out of the way. Uh, if pertinent, it only gets the one attack because you have actually dropped it exactly to zero. So hey. being staggered, it stumbles back and bites out at Swirling Abyss. Hey. The next one rushes forward towards Falto. Oh Again, gosh. even as they're moving around, they still have these tendrils reaching from them back into the pit. It lashes out, chomping out at Falto with a perfect 20, which will hit threat. Yikes. However, a 24 will not confirm against Aha. the dashing swordsman. Yay. Still manages to bite onto the swashbuckler for nine points of damage. Ouch. The next one, I'll call them the southernmost one, closes on Abyss. Is it a bird? It's a bird. Va Valmir, I really hope you're nearby. <laughs> he's got plenty Valmir of flanking opportunity. <laughs> he's stealthing, so he's not going to respond. Uh, I know. But <laughs> the other like, one rushes hey, forward. <laughs> you know. uh, Pecks out at you with a 27. Yes. Man, I'm getting hit. <laughs> a telling hit as it pecks you for 15 points of damage as it narrowly avoids pecking out your eye as this gash spreads from your temple back to your ear. Gosh. Good gravy. Well, Wolf did say there were eight of them, and there Wolf, are I'm gonna need you to get the F out of there, because I got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, slam some area effect on him. Slam an area effect down on that. Good gracious. That brings us to Isra. Alright, um, Sagira tells Isra to multiply, so she'll use her standard action to, I don't know, there's not really a command for it, but she has that thing that lets her get, uh, the trickery domain. Copy? Uh, copycat ability. Yeah. And so now there are two Isras. It works like mirror image, but there's only one extra, one extra Isra. Blah. Very well. And then Sagira will tell her to defend Falto, so she'll just move up next to Falto. Very well, she rushes forward, lets out a roar. Yeah. Yeah, vibrates a little bit, and then there's two of her, like she's some sort of displacer beast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love Aww. it. There aren't any of those in Pathfinder. There aren't any of those, yeah, that's right, trademark. Yep. No displacer beast, no beholders. A beholder comes out out of the pit. Oh. If a beholder <laughs> came out of the pit, I would lose my Starts mind. Like, oh, oh, I have words with us. <laughs> yep. From Israel we go to Jean-Louis Rousseau. All right, all of my plans have been botched by the placement, so... um. Jean-Louis calls out, Miss Abyss, please come back five feet. I have a plan. And then we'll ready to cast uh, Order's Wrath on this giant cluster, because it's a 30-foot cube of, <laughs> uh, <Okay>. of them. <laughs> like, in that, where, where the edges, that line of, like, there's, like, a line of, like, four of them. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, oh, my gosh, it's just too tempting a target. And I can hit the, the tentacles and things, too. Taking the gamble on, are they chaotic? I am taking the the gamble on are they chaotic or are they neutral? Because they'll take half damage if they're neutral at least. I don't they're think they're probably lawful. chaotic. They're probably I feel chaotic. Like they're probably chaotic. I feel like that mm. thing in the pit is chaotic too, so I at least would get that. I mean, Narlathotep is chaotic evil. Right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, fair. Good strategy. But there's so Chaos. many of them. I'm like, we maybe I'll get lucky and one of them is a chaotic outsider. <laughs> Just one. It's probably the thing in the pit, maybe. Well, I don't know if you can target it. It's well, in it's the tentacles. Hole. Oh, the tentacles, sure. Go ahead and give me a perception roll for the party. Uh oh. We gotta find oh, this invisible dear. guy. Oh, oh, oh. I got a nat 20 for a 33. I roll an 18 for a 25. Oh, 
Wolf rolls a seven, which gets her a 19. She's too busy dodging tentacles and mm. lions and busy. birds. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> a little busy. <laughs> I rolled an 18 for a 31. Uh, I rolled a seven for a 24. All right. Segura, for a moment, you think you see movement. Not as in you see someone moving. However, it seems as if the tentacles on one side of the pathway, the one, the side on your right-hand side approaching you, move out of the way of something. Ooh. Moving across the length there. Planchette, you turn, getting ready to fire your crossbow, where for just a moment, you see the dust feet away from you. Oh, no. Disturb. Uh-oh. Oh, no. It is your turn, though. Shoot it. <laughs> Cast out um, Glitter Dust. Oh, that'd be great. I wish I had Glitter Dust. Or, like, Invisibility Purge, which I don't even think is a That would be spell. just way too lucky for us to have something like that. I really, really miss wizard. my wizard when I really want to be able to see invisible stuff. <laughs> it's yeah, true. I don't really... Magic-wise, I don't really have anything. I'm going to try to shoot in the area where I saw. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to five-foot step back and then shoot. Love it. So, five-foot step back. Sagara's watching to see if you hit something. And I'm going to shoot. Very well. What do I need? A 50% chance? 100% chance? 50% chance. You think it's that square. 62? Hey. Okay. And what'd you get to hit? <laughs> I rolled a 17. Uh, plus 20, plus my 10. That's a 30 to hit. Oh, wait, plus one, because it's within 30 feet. And we're hasted. And you're and being I'm buffed hasted, by Robert. So 32. <laughs> Your bolt sails through the distance before stopping. In midair, as it impacts with something. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage. Nice! <laughs> so that is uh, 14 regular, 3 fire. Do we remember what kind of genie he is? Could we have known things about him? Although he may not be that anymore. Well, we all see yeah. him. Let's wait That's till we true. can see him, and maybe that'll help also. Well, I'm going to have to pick a fist element in a second here. It, yeah. Your bolt sails across the distance, thunk solidly into something. Good. You expect to hear a yell or a shout, especially because the bolt is still burning in midair. It would seem that Robert has chosen his companions more wisely this time. This should be interesting. I do have friends that tell me things. <laughs> I'm glad you have friends that will mourn you. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> they don't actually like me or anything. <laughs> I just use them. Like I use everyone. That brings us from there to Falto, who glances back in the direction over towards your planchette before nodding down towards Isra. Good kitty. <laughs> I figure, though, before planchette moves on from her turn, though, she <laughs> probably, like, slightly turns towards Sagira and was like, I found your dad. Yeah, I saw him. <laughs> I also saw him. <laughs> I swing my sword in glee and anticipation. Yeah. I suppose continuing the joke for Planchette, almost uncomfortably close as you turn and look in that direction, <laughs> inches from your nose. I'm assuming you have this. Valmir says, as you're literally <laughs> speaking through him to talk to Zagira. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Good. Go save your girlfriend. Go, ki go kill some werewolves. <laughs> that brings us to Falto. Uh, Falter will go ahead and dive to the attack. He'll go ahead and spend a panache point to get double his uh, precision damage for this first stab. Fun. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, plus one for haste, plus one for that. 36, that's a threat. Nice. Very good. Why is this the opposite day? That's uh, a perfect 20, which will automatically confirm. Uh, uh, I yes! Nice. 
I don't know, you yeah, got those four twenties whenever we were playing the Foundry game. That's fair. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even rolling a die at that point though. Usually this dice rolls poorly for me. Uh, all right, so Falto does critical, doesn't double that, although he is doubling that because he spent panache. He also gets his panache point back since he just criticaled. So, math. Bring panache. Gotta spend panache to make panache. I'll point out that he is starting with 30 points of damage before I roll. Whoa. Cool. Which makes that 42 points of damage. Ooh. Nice. His opponent still standing as he rams his rapier through her chest before ripping it back free, spinning the blade, dropping into a low stab. There it is, opposite end. Natural one will automatically miss. Stabs out with his haste stab. His haste stab with a 26 striking his target. Stabbing home for 19 points of damage as he rams his Jeez. blade up through her throat and out the back of her neck before the creature topples to the side. Nice. Dang. Falto will then take a five-foot step forward, striding up ahead, nods in the direction of Wolf. Swirling Abyss, a.k.a. Wolf. I guess I'm going to take a five-foot step back. So. My ready to action goes off. Yeah. Come on. All, right. All right, I cast Order's Wrath uh, targeting this. So there's a cluster of three to the north. Uh, I'm taking the one that's at the top of that cluster and drawing, because like, it's a 30-foot cube, drawing a line past... Uh, them past uh, Swirling Abyss, past Falto. I'm like basically five foot in front of Abyss and Falto is just a wave of um, lawful energy uh, that then goes 30 feet back into a cube. Toward the pit. Uh, towards mm -hmm. Yeah, towards the pit. So it will probably hit some or, hit your and chaotic or all friends. the tentacles. Yes, I'm trying very hard not to. You would even hurt Isra because she's chaotic neutral. Dang, Because of man. her domain stuff. I'd have to, uh, she's chaotic neutral. I mean, she'd even be hurt by a uh, Holy Smite. So yeah. Yes. But I got to <laughs> take the opportunity because this might be the only chance I get to do this before I start furiously healing everyone. Fair. Okay. Uh, so that's a D8 of damage per two caster level. So 40, 48 points of damage. I believe they do get a save, however. They do get a save um, uh, to reduce the damage to half and negate the daze effect, which is daze for what one What kind round. of save is it? Uh, so it is a DC 19 save. Not bad. What, what kind of save? Sorry. Oh, what kind of save? We'll save. Sorry. Well said. All right. Uh, two of them save. The uh, so they are going to take 21 points of damage. Those that save take 10 uh, and are not dazed. Uh, those who, the rest of them that failed um, are dazed for one round. Nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. That should so slow them down. Well, quickly. That actually kills the one that Wolf and uh, Falto have been fighting previously. Spiff. Yeah. So yeah, you chant and tone extend. Uh, I find this interesting because I don't know if I've ever seen anyone cast Order's Wrath because it's usually either Unholy Blight or the, uh, what is the, is Holy it Holy Smite? Smite? Yeah. Holy Smite, yeah. The power takes the form of a three-dimensional grid of energy. It's just a, a golden grid. Cube, yes, a it's cube. A golden cube appears like a tesseract blasting lasers in every direction, <laughs> which I can only a imagine. A security system, that's what it is. Yeah, I can only imagine as uh, when it does the cross-section version in the uh, the Resident Evil movie, when the lasers are coming down the hallway, oh, yeah, and it turns exactly. into like the grid. <laughs> it's just like this golden grid with silver lasers or, popping uh, out. Yeah, I got your 90s reference. It reminds me of when they eradicated all the ghosts in the city in the cartoon, and then they went to like solving like regular crimes, and they turned the trap into the grid. Since when you didn't they, define it, I'm assuming you're they, saying they, Ghostbusters. No reference to what the show <laughs> is. Yeah, I, was like, so I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't remember the 90s Resident Evil Sorry. cartoon, but that would have been amazing. <laughs> 90s reference Ghostbusters when there's no more ghosts in the yeah. city. 
and they go to fighting crime instead, and to cr catch the criminals, they have the grid. I also make it to say that it does make me think of, um, I think there's one of the, maybe it's the combined techniques in Chrono Trigger. Mm. I think it's one of Robo's that's like a big cube that comes down and shoots Yeah, lasers. I believe you're right. Ah, mm. God, I love that game. That's a good game. Wolf, you still have a turn. Yeah, I'm going to attack the one creature that's still within range. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. You had you two, a quick and now you power have one. slide out of the way. Stab out. Robert's giving me a plus three. Mm -hmm. Yep, plus three to hit and damage. So I roll a nine with the three as a 12, so 27 to hit. 27 will strike your target as you turn, lash out, swinging out. Use a kukri, right? No, a, a scimitar. Scimitar. Lash out with your scimitar. I do 14 points of damage. Your blade carving into your target. I'm not as effective. Not dealing a substantial amount yep. of damage as it's not silver. This one's the cow, so she's like butchering, you know, there's yeah. a top sirloin. I'm not as effective <laughs> when I'm not sneak attacking. Get us a fillet. So 14 tells you to move plus 10 over. is a 24, plus roll bears 3 is a 27 to hit. 27 will hit. Uh, that's only 11 points of damage. And then my haste attack, I roll a 19. So 34, so 37, which is a threat. 37 will hit. Threat, roll to confirm. Will a 25 confirm? 25 will confirm your critical Ooh. hit. Beef, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> uh, I do 24 points of damage. Reminds me of uh, Vengeance Unlimited. I think Michael Madsen used that, uses that line in one of the <laughs> one of the shows. And that's the end of Abyss's turn. You violently slash the child of the Sphinx numerous times. Uh, she is still standing. I keep wanting to make some sort of like utterly despicable joke or something like that, <laughs> oh but I can't God. figure out a way. I mean, we're from Texas. What do you call killing All a cow? cow Mooder. Anyway, ah. from Wolf, I'm like going all the way back to like kindergarten humor. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a grade school <laughs> joke right there, man. <laughs> we go to Sigurd Mabe. That's for the young fans. Um, okay. Mm. Swift well, action. Young fans of Mooder. <laughs> uh, swift action, I'm going to imbue my fists with acid. That feels okay. weird. Um, and then I'm going to go hunt my father down, who last I checked, he was in this square, right? You know that that's where the bolt just slammed into? The well, bolt I, actually I still saw floating him kind of running air. over there, and then the bolt, he was there. He hasn't really had time to move, so I'm moving over here. Well, well the also, the, the bolt is still floating there, because oh, it has to, it has to be in his possession for a full round before yep. it turns invisible. That is rad. Um, and then I'll uh, go ahead and power attack and see if I can hit him. I'm assuming I still roll mischance, even though the bolt is floating there. Yeah, because you can't yeah. see where he is. Okay. He still has to concealment. You have no idea what part of him that's in, either. Haha! -ha, 69! Okay. Nice. 69, we'll get through. Stop oh. snickering, Ross. <laughs> Never. <laughs> All right, I rolled a 19 on the die, which is a threat, so let's. Man, see this some invisibility math. is doing him no justice right now. Also, these criticals are nuts. I know, yeah. it's like all over the place. A 35 to hit. A 35 will hit threat. Roll to confirm. Keep in mind that you have to roll your mischance for the confirmation as well. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 73 on that. Nice. Okay, and then I've got a 30 to confirm. Wow. A 30 will confirm your critical hit as you bring your blade up and down and around. You're even completely unaware yourself that you've critical them as your blade slices <laughs> through the air. <laughs> you're, just, you're just hitting something. Really hard. Hmm, not great damage. 
All right, four plus 12 plus six. <laughs> I say that. Um, 36 points of damage and one acid. Sounds pretty good to A me. Solid hit. Well, it's that uh, the power attack damage and the yeah. bard damage doubling and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Your Super curved good. blade spins through the air, slices down, impacts solidly into something invisible in front of you. After a moment, you hear a voice from, again, out of nowhere directly ahead of you. It seems you've inherited your father's skill. Robert uh, continues performing, because, you know. Sounds like a plan. Mm, insult injury. <laughs> insult injury. <laughs> and then he Robert drops moves a, uh, out breath. towards the center of the room, looks over. That one's out of range. Oh. Looks over the group in a, uh, I, I know Ross knows where this is going, and probably Jordan does too, since they were involved previously, gestures out with a hand as he can target five of them that are within 30 feet of one another as they stagger step before slowing down as we'll say <laughs> yeah, go left, boy. right, and center. <laughs> Excellent. Let's see how they go. What does your safety say? But say if it's any indication from Jordan's spell, I don't think their will saves are super great, but. Yeah. It's also the exact same safety C, so let's see if they can get hey these 19s. Robert and I are samesies. Mm. Out of five dice rolls, I managed three ones. Uh, the <laughs> other two Whoa. also fell. Wowzers. All right. Yeah, they all full slow fail. down. Jeez. It's a full fail there. So the lot of them stagger step before beginning to slow substantially, all but one of them already being dazed in addition to slowed. Uh, this doesn't seem fair. Whichever cat <laughs> they're cursed evil. your dice, they're, uh, they're very helpful. Thank you, that kitty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Keep up the good work, everyone. Eliminate after the game. Can we have orange slices, too? <laughs> oh, my God. Orange slices, we go for pizza? <laughs> yeah. If we finish this fight in the next five rounds, we're going to Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to go to the Dairy Queen in the Nightmare Realm oh, Dude, you know they got some cold ice cream there. It's, it's just, weird It's just flavor, like a lingual, but with like a little like white hat on. <laughs> I guess. Yes, I love it. Oh my goodness. Would you like some abyssal chocolate? For the Dairy Queen lingual. <laughs> You'll never be the same. Some triple chocolate chip madness. You probably get uh, negative <laughs> damage. Madness. Yep. I wanna I wanna know what Narlathotep's uh, Ben and Jerry's flavor is now. <laughs> oh man. Dark chocolate. Dark. From Robert. Full we go of madness. To? No, it's the crawling chocolatey chaos. Ooh, it's got just Ooh. random stuff in there. Oh, it's got like it's got like maybe little gummy worms that are a like jelly bean, a probably chocolate chip, whatever the extra they had, they just throw it in some chocolate ice cream. Because it's mm. chaos. Yeah, yeah. it'd be the black ice cream. You know that it'd be chocolate yeah. flavored, but the ice cream would be black. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally, like tar black. Yeah. <laughs> From there we go to Valmir. Patreon goal. <laughs> a Patreon goal to produce black ice cream. Yeah, we're really great uh, at that. The Crawling Chaos Ben and Jerry's lobby group we would yeah. create. <laughs> ben and Jerry's would be like, what the heck are you talking about? We really need you to make Narlathotep uh, an ice cream flavor. Who's Narlathotep? <laughs> an evil outer god? It's fine. You know, it's fine. It's, it's, it's our Patreon goal. Just make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> we promise them. Please don't make us back out. Valmir hits with a 26. I like that he's just invisible. Nobody knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. He's somewhere killing something. That is 23 points of damage. And it's uh, as he rushes through. to the floor, there is a violent spray of blood <laughs> from the one ahead of Falto and Abyss 
as the one there topples for a moment or totters for a moment before toppling, grasping at her slit throat before tumbling into the pit. Biff. <laughs> Abyss, you hear an uncomfortably close voice on your left. <laughs> oh, and he didn't become visible. Right. Nope. time. Abyss probably lets out a little creepy giggle because this is probably hilarious to her. <laughs> We're like, we really got to get us a permanent bard. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody needs a bard. Isaac Bishop. I mean, at this point, honestly, um... you're like, do I need to keep fire this bolt? <laughs> yeah, we're fine. Well, it's already now. on it, but yeah, I mean, it's still on it. I'm still gonna shoot it because why not? But oh yeah, yeah you already got it loaded. I'm just gonna try to shoot shoot Samir because I can still kind of see like you fire see where the... over where yeah. that was. Robin Hood, this thing, you know, you see the bolt, you just aim for the bolt. Yeah. Let's. All right. Paul let's see if I. Bolt. <laughs> so I'm also gonna rapid shot haste. Um, <laughs> so so this arrows. is gonna be fun. I'm gonna do all the. I even um, think it's point blank for you. Yeah. He is exactly thirty feet away from you. Yep. So let's. See, well, uh, all right. Well, uh, let's see here. The first attack, I roll a two for a twenty, um, which I don't think is gonna hit, regardless. The second attack is a 10 for a 28. Um, All right, go ahead and roll me a percentile for that. 76, so. Here we go. Um, and then the second, uh, the third attack is a uh, 29. So I get a 27 on that one, though, so that one misses. Um, so one hit, and then let's go ahead and roll that last attack. Mm, no, that's a 17. That's not going to do it. I rolled a four. Um, so that is going to be 12 points of damage. A, You fire off your arrows, one of them, the first one selling by, the second one thunking into something, uh, the next two, I believe, selling past. Mm -hmm. uh, I did also drop a light source over there because your arrow is now like clattered and on the floor, but it's still hey. generating a light. So. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> nice. You said it was 12 points of damage? Yep. Not really a great round for me, but that's all right. So... And actually, that first arrow is probably thunk solidly into the wall because I think it was an adamantine arrow. That so it first one was like six inches arrow. into the wall. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one's staying the there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one's not going anywhere. All right. From there, we go to the children of the Sphinx. All right. So only one of them is not dazed. Uh, two of them. <laughs> but they're all, all right. slowed. Yeah. So the. Yeah, well, except for the one that's perfectly fine. is uninjured, undazed, unslowed. <laughs> that one's a jackal, uh, I think. Yes, mm. it's been waiting. So the one that uh, Abyss was just stabbing will go ahead and bite out at Abyss. Cannot full attack and minus one to attack because of slow. Mm -hmm. This is the Which cow. means that so that is only a, a 22. Nope. Very well. The next one closes on Abyss. It's still attached, so... Real quick to see. It's almost unfair. All right, uh, closes on Abyss. However, it does pass through on unbeknownst to it, Valmir's threatened range, provoking attack of opportunity, mm. which will hit with a 32, which is a threat, <laughs> uh, confirming with a 30. Man, I thought you'd a lot this. harder fight. Not gonna From now on, we just bring him invisibly. <laughs> so he needs a four. he needs the ring of invisibility like his father had. Hmm. Uh, that is 44 points of damage. 
silver damage Ow. as it rushes forward before a blade just bursts covered in blood <laughs> through the back of it, through the front of its throat and the back of its neck before it just topples to He's the just ground. Just ganking them as they run by. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think the next one's not going to want to go there. I really hate to say this, but maybe my father was right about the invisibility. <laughs> I mean, he's allowed to be right fair. about one thing. Fair. It just doesn't seem fair. From Who cares about fair. If Planchette was there, she'd be like, it doesn't matter if it's fair if you're winning. This is why Planchette and Sekira might be OTP. I don't know. <laughs> Isra. Ah. There's a single enemy threatening Falto. I can't see what Isra can see, but I would like her to move to engage that enemy. Very well. So Isra leaps forward, springing past Abyss and Falto, leaping to the attack against the uh, Child of the Sphinx. I'm not sure she can do much of anything, but maybe she can drop it, like make it fall on the ground. It is an augmented human, so <gasps> does count as Helpful. human as far as its uh, human sub shape changer subtype. Excellent. Uh, she rolls a 16 on her bite, so that is a 27, 28, 31. I was going to say, considering the all the criticals we've had, who knows? 31 yeah, to, to, to bite. A 31 will strike her target as she leaps to the attack. All right, she bites. Mm. She does nine points of damage, which doesn't do anything, but she does trip. That is what she does. And she hits. She can attempt to trip. Ooh. Uh, she rolls an 18, so that is a 20, 31 to pull this thing to the ground. Unbeknownst to Sekira, uh, 31 does succeed as this panther leaps past Falto, <laughs> chomps onto this thing's leg, rips it to the side as it tumbles to the this ground. This poor slowed, blowing. dazed. Uh, oh, also there's two of her. There's two of, of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lovely. At least she was helpful because she's not getting through that damage reduction. Nah. But she can drop things onto the ground and at least make it easier to hit them, slash make them get up. Mm. Uh, Jean-Louis Rousseau's initiative move to directly before Wolf since he readied an action, bringing yep. us back around. And since you guys are in position now, that is a 17 turn. to hit Abyss or a 24 to hit Falto. Uh, 24 won't hit Falto. No, that doesn't hit Abyss. So, yeah. Abyss, you duck under a swinging tentacle. Falto oh. does, like, a kick <laughs> off the pillar next to him to spring over another one. Oh, one of them also comes at uh, Isra. How dare. That's a 23 to hit Isra, although it, there's a 50% chance it'll hit the image instead. It doesn't because she's hasted. Ah. So hey. Isra springs to the side lively. Spits, hops sideways twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does a 26 hit Sagira flat-footed? Oh, I mean, yeah. That hits Sagira not flat-footed. Very well. Uh, 19 points of damage as a Kopesh slams into you, the blade itself before the rest of the body appearing before you as Samir materializes out of thin air. Oh, good. That means I can shoot him now. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, nice to meet you. He wrenches his blade free before spinning and swinging it back at you again. Right. Back swinging, that is a threat. 32 to hit. Yeah. What do oh I look like, God. a paladin? Threat, <laughs> although probably not going to confirm. That's only a 19 to confirm. That does not confirm. Blade whistling in, striking you for a solid 13 points of damage as the sword slams into your sight again. He then wrenches the blade free, spins back around, and chops a third time. He must be a fighter. 
Well, again, or a higher level. Robert stressed on numerous occasions the best swordsman he'd ever met. Oh, yep. he's probably like 10th level. Mayhaps. That would give him three attacks. Yeah. Bringing it back around, he'd actually need to be 11th level to get three oh, attacks. Oh, 11th. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, great. Even better. Uh, bringing this back around, however, this is a 21. Nope. Very well. And he will also slide slightly to the side uh, as he pursues Planchette. Mm. Speaking of, Planchette. Planchette takes a five-foot step back and then rapid shots this guy in the face. Nice. Very well. And I'm going to use my special little surprise attacky thing, which makes him flat-footed now because he is visible, correct? He is visible. So, suck it. My ghosts are my friends. That's fair. <laughs> be funny if Planchette is actually just like a rogue. <laughs> like a rogue with a bunch of invisible friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> she talks to Okay. So, my first attack, I rolled a 16, which gets me a 24 plus 3, um, which is a 27 plus... One, because he's within 30 feet. 28. 28 will strike your target. Okay. 21 points of regular damage, five points of fire. A solid hit as your first bolt slams into him and rocks him back. Okay. Second bolt is a 25. A 25 will hit your target as you rapid reload, aim, and fire again. 15 regular four fire. A second solid hit as another bolt slams home. I'm hasted, correct? You are hasted. So I'm going to yep, shoot him yep. one more time. I think you hasted yourself. I yeah, did you haste yourself. I did haste myself. Because you um, are, uh, you guys are ninth level, correct? Yeah, yes. but yep. I only rolled a four on that one, so I did not hit. What'd you get? Uh, four, seven, uh, 18. Okay. Unfortunately, no. Still two solid blows as your bolts slam in, bringing us to Falto. That one's on the ground. He will stab down at the one tripped <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. Spinning his blade. That one had a bad day. Mm. Stabbing downwards. We'll go ahead and spin a panache point. And the double is damage from his precision. And also that's plus or minus four to its AC. So yeah, that's definitely going to hit with a 32. 26 points of damage. As he rams his rapier down into the chest of this thing before yeah. ripping his blade free as it falls still. He smiles down at Isra. Isra <laughs> <laughs> happy. Good kitty. Isra looks up and just happens to be like dirt facing at the time with the tongue sticking out like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can you get around the other side of these weapons? I'm on it. Uh, minus 10 for moving and then additional five. So that's going to be... Wait, no, he doesn't even need a minus. So, um, minus five for moving through its square. Since he is hasted, he can tumble 30 feet with his acrobatics. And he gets a 35 on his acrobatics check, so minus five is a 30, which will beat its combat near defense as he springs forward, bounces off of Valmir, excuse me, uh, leaps forward, kicks off the pillar, flips over the one directly between Abyss and him before landing on the opposite side. Spinning his blade, ha ha! Isra's like, what? <laughs> this way, Ezra, I'm giving you the flank. Uh, he also ducks underneath a tentacle in the interim since he was moving forward and uh, provoked from the tentacle. Mm. John, Luis, Rosso. Sagira, are you all right? I am injured. <laughs> Do you want to give me some My father's really good at swinging the sword. <laughs> I feel like I could survive one more round. Maybe two. It's kind of what I thought. So 30 feet to move over to It'd be criticals. Uh, All of it depends on criticaling. Yeah. Um, and uh, John Louise reaches into his, you know, pocket, pulls out his nurse hat, puts it on, runs over. <laughs> he has an outfit for every occasion. 
I, I did take, um, hang on, I have veterinary cool, uh, tools, surgeon's tools, and a healer's kit, so I am ready for all <laughs> occasions, baby. Mm, I did I take sexy French maid slash nurse costume. <laughs> Just in oh, case. Oh, goodness. It's what my tacit turns into when I'm trying to be discreet. Um, <laughs> okay, um, I will drop a cure mark. Turns into one of those black and, uh, black and white striped shirts and the little uh, French hat. This is my yeah. discreet outfit. Yeah, you know what? I you know you're pretty messed up, so I will drop a cure. Do you define your wounds. wounds as serious or critical? Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> out of eighty-five, I'm feeling fifty-three. Okay, so you're you're pretty down. All right, so that's three d8s. That was trash. Hmm. That's a one, two, and uh. a four. So that Ooh. is sixteen healing you get back. Well, okay. Yow. John Louise runs forward, lays a hand. You feel some of your wounds close. It's like, I'm sorry. I feel like Abadar I... wants you to be more lawful. <laughs> well, fat chance I feel some of that. Sort of, I feel some sort of chaotic energy coming off of you, negating it's my It's my healing. Please, think lawful <laughs> thoughts. Uh, taxes, uh, interest yeah. rates. Going to, this, going to the crosswalk good, good. instead of walking across the street. Tickets, jail. <laughs> Pausing at least three seconds at the stop sign before turning right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nobody does that. She just thinks about Onuris um, really hard. <laughs> it's lawful. She looks down at her what would Onuris do ba- bracelet and then sighs. <laughs> <laughs> From Jean-Louis Rousseau, we go to Swirling Abyss. I'm going to stab the one that Falto's flanking with me right now. Roll a seven, which gets me a 22, a 25 with Robert. We'll strike your target. Uh, I do 24 points of damage. Your scimitar cleaving through its neck as its head topples free. All right. Disturbingly, by the way, um, Abyss would probably note this as she, like it falls and then the body hits the ground. All of the dead bodies are being slowly drawn into the pit. Ugh. It's buffing itself. It's hungry. That's gross. Um, Abyss is going to run around between these two pillars to get around the backside into the flank with this one, or the one that's kind of another one with Falto, so Valmir has a clean shot at the one closest to him. Very well. Also means you're not just going to run over Valmir invisible somewhere nearby. Yes. <laughs> From Wolf, we go to Sagira. Oh, haha. Um, Sagira is going to go ahead and two up and fight. Spins her twin blades. Um, to be fair, Samir is a single-handed fighter. Yeah. Actually, he uses a kopesh two-handed, but... This Yikes. is where we differ. This <laughs> is Yes, this is our difference. All right. Add him up. Here we go. So many dice to roll. Yeah, you're hasted, too, so that's, uh, that's a lot of attacks. I'm going to power attack the whole time, too. All right. Because it cancels with the bard, so it feels like a why not. And he doesn't count as human. This one may not hit. Um, a 24. I rolled a 6. A 24 will not strike your target. He brings up the Kopesh, parries the blade wide. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Let's do all Kopesh first. Got a 12 plus a 12 plus a 1. 25. A 25 will hit your target. As you bring the blade back around and lash out. Nice. That's a much better roll. Um, Okay. So uh, that's 20 points of regular damage and five of acid. Cool. I don't Your know if blade you separate. cleaves into the center of his chest. Ooh. 
He stares down as your sword slams him back against the wall as you feel the crack sensation of your blade breaking through his sternum. Mm. He glances curiously down, back up. Black bile vomits out of his mouth. Oh, fine. In this swirling cloud of miasma. The entirety of his body shudders before literally exploding from within. There is a rain of gore as I imagine Segura and Planchette stumble back. Jean-Louis caught in the blast as well. As the oh, just blinks and is like, dissipates. oh, God. The light in the room dims. Uh-oh. And then this swirling mass rises up, initially like this black silhouette before these wings spread wide. There is no light, and the wings can only be defined as an area of absence of darkness. In the center of which is a massive burning eye with three lobes staring down towards you. The thing seems to recoil back from just the sheer light already in this room before it thrashes and roars in rage. Shakira just t- tucks okay. the fact that her father oh, she just boy. met has it's just exploded. And she tucks that in her file of repressing memories that she's not going to think about. <laughs> puts oh, that deep, deep down boy. inside and is going to focus on this. Yeah, I think I'm filing this one away too, Jessica. Yeah, yeah. On the yep. plus side, Tagira will have an entire week to think about it. Oh, as no. we pick it up here next time. Ah! Oh, oh, goodness. Hey, Pethok. Real quick before we go, a quick scheduling update. We have just finished this penultimate episode of The Mummy's Mass Side Story, aka Faded Tells. With our ultimate episode being next, we've decided not to do an after party this coming Saturday, but instead push it back one more week so that we can bundle the end of the Faded Tells into one single after party and not have one episode of the Faded Tells and then potentially two episodes of Mummy's Mask and then have Ross come in on his day off, a whole thing. So you will not see in your feed this coming weekend an after party for this, but instead we'll see one covering episodes four, five, six, and seven, a bonus extra large after party coming out the following weekend. But that's it for me. So until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Cue the outro music. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.